Good morning, and welcome to Ask BBB with CEO of BBB Serving Western Ontario, Jennifer Matthews. Thanks, Jim, and good morning. The Better Business Bureau right across North America works to build trust in the marketplace. Accredited businesses pledge to adhere to a set of standards that build and maintain trust, and that trust is important within a business. Later this morning, some BBB tips on building trust between workers and leaders. Well, the Christmas and holiday season bring joy and happiness to all of us, and we're right into it. And now we don't want to be a Grinch as we approach this season and the coming new year, but it is a time when we start to look at our spending over the past 12 months. And if that overview of the year shows a significant amount of debt, you might want to consider debt counseling. And to explore the topic of debt and debt control, we've invited guests from Four Pillars Consulting Services to join us. And in our Zoom room this morning, we have Stephen Dewberry, who's the Debt Relief Specialist, and Paul Murphy, Managing Partner at Four Pillars Consulting Group. Thanks, Jim. It's nice morning. to be here. Good morning, Stephen. Good morning, Paul. Um, so can you share with us what are the signs that you might benefit from debt consulting? One of the most underestimated causes of emotional stress that often goes unresolved is financial stress. So really anyone feeling anxiety over the debt that they carry can benefit from debt consulting. Um, those in debt typically don't know their options and they don't realize they have more rights than they really believe. Um, and now more than ever, we need to educate our consumers to give them the options and give them the education so that they can make good decisions moving forward. Can you expand a little bit with some numbers that would give us an indication that we are getting into an area where we might want to consider some debt counseling? Yeah, I can, I can answer that one, Steve. I think it, it's very dependent on the individual situation. And, you know, we see people who are carrying, you know, $100,000 of credit card debt and, you know, it's, it's a manageable situation for them due to due to their income or you know the, their their own situation it's not causing them a great level of anxiety and then we see you know people who are on a lower income and they've got a five thousand dollar credit card debt and they've missed payments on it and they're getting creditor calls and they just really don't know how to handle it and it causes them a great deal of anxiety like Steve said, knowing that they have more rights than they fully understand can often sort of take some of the pressure away from that. So it's really a, a, a very unique situation depending on, on, you know, how comfortable people are carrying debt. Has there been any kind of increase in the demand for consulting as a result of the COVID-19 shutdowns? Funnily enough, we've actually seen the exact opposite. And, you know, we've seen... So the, the, the need for our consulting services has, has dropped off. Insolvencies are at record lows. And I think to, to most people's surprise, house prices are, are at record highs. Um, the good news is, you know, it, it means with house prices the way they are for homeowners in debt, there are a lot more options available to them, a lot more less invasive options than than somebody has when when there isn't equity in the house. And I think so now we're seeing the dust settle a little bit, the payment deferrals are being lifted, collection practices have resumed, a lot of the subsidies are ending. And what we will see in, in the new year and 
and onward, I think, is, is a lot of financial hardship um, and, and start seeing the real fallout from, from the COVID situation. Um, yeah, so, so I think we, we haven't seen sort of really the true impact as yet. It's been a, a little bit like so how COVID was introduced, the economic shutdown, it was, it was quite a phased approach um and and we're seeing that with the financial crisis people are now returning to work but may not have the the full hours that they had before um but i think you know once the collection practices resume and and the payment deferrals ended we're, we're really going to see a big financial impact on a lot of people so if people are perhaps thinking that they're heading in that direction where they might need some help, is it best for them to contact you once they begin to think maybe we're going to get into some um, need for consulting? I think being proactive in the situation is, is always the best step, even if it's just a case of understanding what their options are when they are truly needed. Typically, what we see is the earlier we can we can help someone, the more options that become available to them. And often the situation isn't always as bad as they think. And sometimes just changes in their budget and their spending habits and possibly, you know, refinancing of assets may be a, a viable option that helps them out. And for those that that can't get out of the situation then we can explain the more invasive options to them and, and they can really understand what that means. But ultimately, if somebody knows that financial crisis is pending, the sooner they deal with it, the sooner they can then deal with their debt, get into an affordable payment plan, but also start rebuilding their financial future. And, and if you know that's going to happen, then the best thing to do is, is start planning for it, understand your options and, and the consultations, you know, there's absolutely no pressure on it. It's, it's a very sort of informal discussion. Um, all our offices are incredibly compassionate about the situation people find themselves in. And there's absolutely no pressure to do anything, but often just the knowing of what the options are is a great stress reliever. Does contacting a debt consulting service affect your credit score? Yeah. So one of the huge fears around people getting options in regards to their debt is that they don't want to hurt their credit score because their credit score in our society is very important. Obtaining a consultation with us uh, will not have any impact on anybody's credit rating. So in our consult, what we will do is we'll sit down with our client and we'll go through all options they have available to them, options that will have no negative impact on their credit and then options that may impact their credit. And what we're trying to do is we're trying to go through an elimination process and find the best solution for each person. And, and as Paul said, it's very individualistic in that the person across the street from where you live may have the same amount of debt, but their solution may be totally different based on their circumstances. So coming in for a consult will have no negative impact on their credit. Um, but even if they do choose to move forward with a plan that is going to have a negative impact on their credit, people need to realize that repairing their credit it can be quicker than they realize. 
So not only do you want to deal with your debt, but you want to have a comprehensive plan in place and, and a partner that's going to work with you to look at rebuilding that credit over the longer term. And we're going to explore this a little bit further after we take a break. Our guests this morning are Stephen Dewberry, who is a debt relief specialist, and Paul Murphy, managing partner with Four Pillars Consulting Group. We'll take a short break for the radio station to pay some bills, and then we'll return with more on debt control. Welcome back to Ask BBB with Jennifer Matthews, the CEO of BBB Serving Western Ontario. I'm Jim Swan. This morning, we are talking about debt and how to handle it. And our guests are Steve Dewberry and Paul Murphy of Four Pillars Consulting Group. Let's look at some examples of what people might encounter in a debt consultation. For instance, what sort of situation would result in a person or household declaring bankruptcy? Sure, I can answer that one. Um, so, I mean, debt consolidation, debt restructuring, it has many different words and it, it comes in many different shapes and sizes. Ultimately, the, the goal of people going through it is to have a plan to, to pay the debt back in the shortest time possible and find themselves a manageable, a manageable payment plan that, that removes the financial stress for them. And, you know, the options vary from simple budgeting to, to the most extreme approach, which would be bankruptcy. It's typically not the option anyone really wants to think about, but it is, it is an exit from a financial crisis. But what, what really most people don't understand is they think bankruptcy, you know, you declare bankruptcy and the situation's done, but it's it's a lot harder to get out of a bankruptcy than most people think. What you're paying back in a bankruptcy is based on your income um, and your assets. And the more you earn, the more you pay back, the more you're paying back, potentially the longer you, you are in bankruptcy. And if you don't fulfill all the duties under the bankruptcy, then you don't actually get what's called discharge from the bankruptcy, and you remain an undischarged bankrupt, which has you know significant long-term impact. So there are other less evasive options where new arrangements can be can be agreed with the creditors, because ultimately, sort of the creditors don't want you to go bankrupt, and most people don't want to. So finding a compromise between that often works really well for a consumer facing financial crisis. So then, if, is it even possible to build a positive credit rating after declaring bankruptcy or debt consolidation? Yeah, so if I can interject a little bit about the bankruptcy, the number of people that actually go bankrupt that I sit down with and educate them about all their options is, is very, very low. I would say maybe, you know, 1%. A lot of people are taking advantage of other options that are available in which they can get their debt reduced and they can just offer back payments that they can afford. A lot of our clients will do something called a consumer proposal. During a consumer proposal, it is possible for people to be rebuilding their credit um, as they're paying back their debt. So we really want to not just take care of the credit, but we want to help them rebuild their credit as well. Steve, you used the word education in that. Is um, what we call financial literacy something that you help people uh, with as you go through this? Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's a really key part to, to the services that, that Four Pillars provides. And 
what we're seeing is insolvencies are actually at uh, repeat insolvencies are, are at record highs. It's being estimated that over 20% of people who are filing for insolvency are doing so for a second time within a 10-year period. The reason for that is they're not given the support that, that they need post-insolvency to rebuild their credit and to become financially literate. And as part of sort of the process of us helping somebody in financial difficulty, dealing with that whole aspect of it, we have an online financial wellness portal that has around about 30 hours of financial empowerment education. And it's teaching skills focused on somebody who has had financial difficulties and needs to reestablish their financial future. Um, In addition, all our offices provide one-on-one support to talk about budgeting, savings, emergency funds. And one thing that's really critical that we touched on earlier is the rebuilding of credit. Because somebody who has been through any type of financial difficulty, if, if they don't take proactive steps to rebuild their credit, they are going to be left vulnerable to to financial failure again in the future, because when emergencies do come, all they have access to is the high interest predatory lending products due to a poor credit score. So is there a way um, that we can check our credit rating and how important is it to do that? Yeah, so here in Canada, the two main credit bureaus are Equifax and TransUnion. And both bureaus, I believe, have to offer a credit report free of charge once per year. I recommend to all of my clients who have gone through an insolvency that the first thing we do is to get their credit reports to make sure they've been updated correctly and that they're accurate. Even people who have not gone through an insolvency, it is recommended that they check their credit bureau, you know, once once a year just to make sure that everything is accurate, there's no fraudulent activity, and that they they know that the information on there is true and correct. Many seniors might be cash poor, but have a fairly large amount of equity in their home. Other than selling and relocating, what's the best way to access that equity without losing the asset? Yeah, so I've had some senior clients who just spent many years living their life in debt and did not really have a plan to get out of debt. And now that they're retired, you're correct in that they have lots of equity in their home, but their income has now shrunk and they're no longer able to service those monthly debt payments. So if they own a home and there's equity in the home, then they have options. They could you know, look at getting a home equity line of credit. To do so, they would have to make sure that they qualify just like any other mortgage. And if their income is high, then that should not be a problem. Where a lot of the problems lie is that income just isn't high when people are retiring. So other options that they may look at is they may look at a reverse mortgage in which they can you know, speak to a mortgage agent and see if they can qualify to get some of that equity out to be used as cash flow um, so that they can live their life and pay their bills. If, if that's not possible, you know, some people, they're, they're very scared of losing their house. Um, when they're seniors, their, their credit score may or may not be as important to them. And therefore, they may be able to take advantage of a little more aggressive offers um, in regards to the Bankruptcy and Insolvency Act, where they 
can deal with their debt, but they can still keep their still keep their homes. Steve, uh, Paul, when we're reaching out for counseling, what are some of the things to keep in mind when we uh, contact a, a company to help us with our debt situation? I think it's a great question, Jim, and I think what what people understand is that just because you're in financial difficulty, it doesn't mean that you don't have options. It doesn't mean that you don't have the right to shop around. And I think, you know, whoever you're seeing, it's obviously important to to check that they're accredited with with the BBB, you know, check for complaints and those type of things. But it's really important that if all the options haven't been explained, that you don't have to settle for the first option that's provided. If that's not something that works for you, it may be simply that the company you've approached cannot offer you what you need. And at that stage, you you should look around and, and find the best possible solution. You know, it's really important that people ask the tough questions in that situation as dealing with debt is, it's really one of the biggest financial decisions that, that we ever make. And, and the, the process and the option we choose can have long-term implications on our financial future. Well, Steve and Paul, you've uh, given us something to think about over the next while. And if uh, there are people out there who are uh, in a situation where they think they might need counseling, they can reach out to you. Thanks for your time here this morning. All right. Thanks for having us. Yep. Thanks very much, Jim. Thank you, Jennifer. Our guests this morning have been Stephen Dewberry, Debt Relief Specialist, and Paul Murphy, Managing Partner with Four Pillars Consulting Group, a BBB accredited business with an AA plus rating. You can look them up in the BBB directory. And from there, you can link to their website and social media pages and get all of their contact information. Building and maintaining trust is a major factor in business success when we return some BBB tips. And we're back with the final portion of Ask BBB. I'm Jennifer Matthews. And I'm Jim Swan. Jennifer is the CEO of BBB serving Western Ontario. Jennifer, the last 18 months have been stressful in many ways. And as we emerge from this pandemic, businesses are facing staff shortages. Yes. And from restaurants to human resource firms, businesses in all industries are facing these staffing shortages. One of the factors is a lack of trust between workers and leaders. People are disheartened by long layoffs, and some feel their work is undervalued. So BBB put together some advice to business leaders that can help build trust. So what's at the heart of building trust? There are three major factors, communication, compassion, and continuous improvement. Okay, well, let's, let's unpack those points. Communications. Right. So that's the first point suggested by expert Stephen M. R. Covey. Tell the whole truth. That means being honest, open, and straightforward. Leaders sometimes want to sugarcoat challenging information in an effort to maintain morale and productivity, but that really has the opposite effect. If leaders withhold information, so do workers. And as a result, they may not share a great idea that might help solve problems the business is facing. Sharing tough information shows trust in employees, and they are more likely to offer unique ideas. And how important is compassion? You really can't overlook the role of kindness, care, and respect. Employees are people first, and they spend a major portion of their lives at work. So how they are treated at work will have a big influence on their lives. You can't have trust without respect. 
So genuine kindness, sorry, genuine kindness, like reaching out to colleagues and during a tough time is a trust builder. Employees at high trust companies are 29% more satisfied with their lives overall, and as a result, are more productive and more engaged at work. And the third point you mentioned, uh, Jennifer, continuously improve? Right. According to Covey, companies must continuously improve. People want businesses to improve by growing ways to provide direct benefit to the community. And by taking a community-first, not shareholder-first approach, surveys show customers are more likely to maintain brand loyalty, and employees are three times more likely to stay with the company. Always good answers when you ask BBB. And as we close this morning, a reminder that you can contact us anytime on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at BBB Western ONT. And thanks for listening this morning. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Jennifer Matthews. Remember, ask BBB. And start with trust.